Blog Talk Radio. Roundtable 2.0, a podcast where we talk all things horror. I'm your host, Jonathan Moody, an actor, director, writer, and horror fanatic. And I'm and... Megan Smith, the co-host. I am also an actress and a horror fanatic. Happy Halloween. Thank you guys for joining us. All right, we, we were working on something. We got we to gotta, we gotta fix that timing a little bit. So it's not like a little bit of space there, but we'll we'll, we'll figure it out. Um, so everybody, um, we have an awesome guest tonight, um, and maybe yep, two guests actually. The uh, the other guest has called in. So um, we got uh, let's, let's introduce the first guest here, uh, Jake Zelch. How are you doing, Jake? Hey, I'm doing pretty good. All right, awesome. And uh, we also got Jason Harlow here. How are you doing, Jason? Hey, how's it going? Uh, thank you guys for allowing me to be on here. This is cool. <laughs> yes. Awesome. You're, you're very welcome to be on. Um, so first of all, uh, so that people who might not know you very well, um, including my co-host, who I, I don't think you guys really know each other well, um, first, Jake, tell us a little bit about how you got into making horror films. How I got into it? Um well, when I was younger, uh, my dad would always tell, like, scary stories and things like that. And so I knew, you know, no matter what kind of medium I would end up doing, I knew I would be some sort of storyteller. And filmmaking just kind of just kind of happened. Nice. All right. Well, what about you, Jason? Uh, so I got into filmmaking. I've, I've always been a fan of horror stuff. Uh, I grew up watching stuff like uh, Child's Play, uh, movies like Clown House, Sleepaway Camp, Phantasm, stuff like that. And uh, those were always big inspirations to me. And I don't know why. I've just always been kind of like creative, I guess you could say. And uh, doing film just seems fun as hell to me. So that's that's what got me started. And uh, that's pretty much it. I just love horror stuff, and I'm crazy. And I... Uh, <laughs> I, I I like filming stuff. <laughs> I feel like we all have to be a little bit crazy to love horror the way we do, but thankfully the horror community is very tight-knit and forgiving, you know? <laughs> right, absolutely. A friend of mine who's not into horror at all um, asked me what gore was when I when I told her about gore, and I said, you know, blood and guts, and she her exact response was, ew. <laughs> <You know? laughs> But I, you know, that sounds great, you know. <laughs> well, just shows we you how first... sick we are. Exactly, exactly. Um, why don't we start with Jake? Why don't you just kind of talk to us about what you're working on now, if there's a previous project you wanted to mention, but kind of 
what are you doing in the world of horror in the entertainment industry? Kind of talk about your projects. Oh, geez. Well, the first film that I shot was called The Haunting of Mia Moss, and that one had Nicola Fiore and Brink Stevens. And I actually just sold that one to Wild Eye Releasing. And then I actually did a sequel to that called The Possession of Mia Moss. Um, and that's going to Wild Eye as well. And then Jason nice. and I are collaborating on a film called The Dark Web Tapes, which is still, you know, we're still working on that. But it's already got distribution locked in as well. And then... Um, I, I cannot wait for that. I'm I'm sorry to, to interrupt you, but uh, oh, I'm, I'm definitely glad that, that we're doing that one together, and uh, it's gonna it's gonna really kick some ass. I think it's gonna be pretty cool. Um, another film that I did was The Krampus Carol, and then another one that I'm working on right now is the remake of Savage Vengeance. So that's about it. Wow, that's about it. You just named like a whole bunch of projects for that. That's about it. <laughs> I'm a pretty modest guy. Are you, so are, you, like, are you sure that's about it? That's about <laughs> it, yeah. It says on IMDb, it says, guys, that the dark web tapes, though, is going to be in theaters on October 30th, 2018. So you got a week to finish your movie. <laughs> Those dates are never correct. I know. <laughs> Yeah, we want to see it on October 30th. Come on now. Well, did you guys want to talk about how you two met and decided to collaborate on a project together? Yeah, yeah, James. absolutely. Do you want to tell that story? Yeah, yeah. Uh, basically... Um, I, I knew of Jake just because he's done a lot of really cool work on the on the indie scene. I mean, he, he just told you guys all the stuff he's done. And uh, I thought that all of his stuff looked really cool. And then uh, I saw he was doing something. Uh, he, 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 he had announced he was doing a remake. And I was, like, kind of curious as to what it was. Somehow we got to talking about it. And then I ended up helping him out with that. And uh, now, I guess... I guess right now the main focus is on that, but then eventually we'll we'll uh, finish up the dark web tapes together, and uh, I'm super excited for both of those. Uh, I know with Savage Vengeance, the remake, he's got a lot of really awesome people lined up for that one, and it is definitely an honor to be a part of that. Awesome. Did you want to talk about, Jason, some of your, your stuff that you've done that you're also currently working on? Why don't you give us kind of your little... Uh, right now, the only thing that I, the, the only project I'm, I'm really focusing on right now is just getting another Evil Night finally released. It is like so close to being done. It is uh, the, I mean, it it will be releasing ASAP. Uh, like literally any day now. I'm I'm working hard to get this thing completely done and released. Uh, yeah, that's that's the main thing. And then I've 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 also got some stuff in the works. I mean, obviously. Uh, I'm gonna do the dark web tapes with Jake, and uh, I'm I'm uh, actually wrote the I co-wrote the screenplay for the upcoming remake of Ghost House, uh, which is gonna be directed by Dustin Ferguson. I'm very excited about that. Uh, there's a lot of cool stuff, but mostly it's all about getting my first 
my my directorial debut fe- feature uh, done completely done and released. Congratulations! By the way, it's always dope yeah. when we actually make content and follow through on it, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Awesome. Well, what can you guys um, both tell us about, like, because, you know, you guys talk about a bunch of projects that you guys are working on, and, you know, I know a lot of filmmakers out there kind of want to know, especially aspiring ones who either haven't made one yet or are about to. Um, Can you tell us, like, what are some of the trials and tribulations that you both have had to face, uh, you know, trying to work on your projects um, individually? Uh, So, Jake, how about you, like, with uh, Mia Moth, like, was there, uh, you know, trials and tribulations to try to get that finished and, oh, you know, into the distributor's hands? Definitely. I think it took us about two years to finish it up. See, the thing, the hardest wow. thing about being a filmmaker, in my opinion, is that when you're at, like, my level, you have to do everything yourself, and that includes financing it. So, you know, you have to finance it, you have to shoot it, you have to edit it, you have to try and release it all by yourself and stuff like that. And most people, you know, let's say you try and run a Kickstarter or something like that, they'll donate 20 bucks and they'll think that, you know, everything's good to go, that you have all the money in the world and all the time in the world. And that's just totally not the case. You know, you have to really put your all into every single project. So I think that's the most challenging thing about any film. Especially when you're the director or writer, it feels like it's your baby. And when you don't have a huge crew and a huge budget, Mm -hmm. you almost feel like, or at least I felt this way in the past, like I'm the only one who gets it. I need to do all these Mm -hmm. jobs and you end up just, you know, running yourself short and it's hard. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, Definitely. Uh, What about you, Jason? Yeah, I uh, I pretty much completely agree with what, uh, what what Jake just said. I know the feeling of having to finance it yourself, and then you've got to – I mean, you can't literally do everything, but it's like you, you feel like, uh, you know, you, on, uh, with, with such small amounts of, of money, you kind of just have to end up doing a lot of, a lot of everything yourself. And it gets really hard. It's really hard to manage these, these projects. I know he just said he, uh, he was working on – uh, I think it was me and Moss for two years, and uh, I, I completely get that. With Another Evil Night, we've been doing it. Uh, we we started production, like, a little over two years ago, like, which is crazy to me. Uh, but, I don't know, it's finally getting done. It's been a crazy journey, but, you know, just being busy and uh, with, you know, not having all the resources and and the money, it does get hard to do it. But I'm guessing once I finally get this thing done, it, it's going to be so rewarding. All the all the hard work will have paid off. So, yeah, that that counts for something, I guess. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, so no, I totally. What are? Oh, go ahead, Jonathan. Uh, I was just going to say I totally agree. I mean, when I. When uh, it took me two years to make a scary story slumber party. And so when it was finally finished and, you know, just finished and put on DVD, I was just happy. Like I was happy to, to sell it at conventions and just, you know, have it out there. And it's even more rewarding when it's on like Amazon prime or whatever, you know what I mean? 
like that, that just is the best. So um, go ahead, Megan. I was going to say, as, a, as an actor, right, just ha- the fact that you said that you completed something as an actor, that's always great to hear, because I will tell you I have done many, many horror films and shorts that have never come to fruition, and to this day I still can't find footage, or they say, oh, we're still working on it. So anytime you can complete something, uh, that's amazing. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> um, Absolutely, I also, yeah. I was going to say, too, though, so you guys – talk about kind of solely being all your projects in the horror genre, if you will, or thriller or whatever. Um, Have you guys thought about doing anything non-horror before or have you, or, you know, talk about that a little bit. You want to go or you want me to go, Jason? Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll talk. Uh, So yeah, I've I've been asked this question a, a, a lot, and I've, I always say, like, I, I can't picture myself doing anything but a horror film. Uh, I don't know. I mean, there there are some comedy movies and stuff like that that I can watch and, and get into, but if I'm putting so much work into making something, I just want it to be, like, either really campy and fun or, like, scary as shit, but either way, it's it's got to be horror. Yeah. <laughs> How about you? I I think I would like to branch out. Probably next year I'm going to try and branch out. But, I mean, the good thing about horror is it does have, like, such a amazing fan base. And also for, like, your first couple films, it's really good to do horror as a learning experience. That's what I believe, at least. Definitely. I think... And that can lead think, to other directing adventures. Do what? And you're saying, too, as a, as a good learning experience, just kind of get a sense of how to make a film and then use that knowledge in other genres as well. Is that what you're right. saying? Right. Because yeah. in horror, I mean, there are no rules. You can basically do whatever you want. <laughs> you can be as creative as, you know, as you can come up with. Oh, I totally agree. I think... Um, that's the thing. That's definitely the best thing about indie horror, uh, for sure, is that uh, there are there are certain rules in genres, but even then, the subgenres or whatever, like you know, there's certain rules with vampires or whatever. But then mm. you see people these days changing that up and trying to do something different and everything like that. Sometimes it works, and sometimes you get movies that don't work as well with that. I mean, it just depends on the way that it's handled, period. But most of the time, when you look at a movie and you're like, okay, I'm, I'm watching this movie. It's about vampires. Uh, they can't come out at night. They, you know what I mean? But then you watch a comedy, and it has to be a certain, like, it has to be a certain way or whatever, or drama. You know, you can't, yeah. you can't kind of switch rules up on, on dramas because people get very, very confused and not want to watch it. Definitely. Will you guys talk about um, if the, so your co-writing um, the uh, the dark web tapes, right? Like you guys are both writing it together. Well, the the way it is right now, it's kind of like he had a really cool idea for a beginning. I don't want to say too much, obviously, but uh, he he had this really cool thing uh, for like the opening of the film, and then I've been working on a story that kind of follows that. It it kind of is like. I don't want I don't want to necessarily say 
an anthology, but it's got like different segments, I, I guess. And uh, I guess the plan is for me to do half and Jake to do the other half. Uh, and and we, we've started to map a story out, and it sounds uh, like it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm definitely looking forward to that one. Uh, Jake, do you have anything you would like to add? Uh, I think you said it perfectly, actually. I mean, it's kind of like an anthology, <laughs> but it's not, you know, it's a little more linear. Has all your collaborations been digitally, or are, do you guys live in the same area? Like, how how are you, like, presenting ideas to one another if, if there's other people who want to, like, co-write a script together? Sometimes it can be difficult when someone's more um, vocal, if you will. <laughs> so how do you mm-hmm. deal with that? Well, what we were using, we were just using Google Docs, which cool. is perfect because it's like a, you know, a private web link and you can both work on it at the exact same time and you can also see like who edits what so i mean and What's we mainly called? communicate through email and facebook but i mean it worked out really well i think what's the program called it's, um it's, it's just uh, google docs the the way we did it uh it's it's kind of like you have a, a, a file that is only shareable between however many people you let it be and uh, the mm-hmm. people can go in and, like Jake said, they can edit at the same time. They can see when the last edit was and, and what exactly uh, was added to it and whatnot. And uh, it, it made the collaboration process really easy. Jake, I don't remember if that was my idea or your idea, but whoever I, whoever's idea it was to use that was kind of a genius. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was perfect. <laughs> it, it, it definitely does make, make things easier. And it's free, so there's that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a big deal. Yeah, cool. Well, um, now, uh, when you guys are going to be directing, you said you guys are going to be doing one person's going to be doing one segment, or, I mean, two segments, and the other person's doing two segments. So are you guys going to be filming in the, with the same cast, or are you guys going to be filming with different casts for Dark Web Codes? It's going to be different casts. The good thing about doing a film like this is that, you know, it's exploring the dark web. So the possibilities for, you know, what would be on the dark web are endless. And they could be, you know, all over the world. So I think that's why it's going to work out so well for us to um, do this film and not even live close to each other. Right, yeah. That's awesome. That is like a, that's that's a very unique subject to touch on for a horror film, I, I feel like. Uh, and it's just like the possibilities, like Jake said, are absolutely endless, and uh, that really opens up, you know, a, a whole lot of cool stuff that we that we get to do with this project. Awesome. Do you guys work with a specific um, distributor? Like, have you worked with a distributor more than once? And what is your experience as far as getting a distributor and then maintaining that relationship? Oh, I, I definitely need to let Jake talk, talk about that. <laughs> well, I've only gone through Wild Eye, and the people that own that are super nice, very personable. Um, you know, as a filmmaker, I was just talking about this with another director. As a filmmaker, you have to know how much money you should put into it and how much money you should expect back, because a lot of times you're not going to make that much money. So I will say that. As far as distribution goes, I don't think anybody should expect a whole bunch of money ever. But 
the more exposure you can get. Like, it, take Wild Eye, for example. A lot of their films are in Redbox and Walmart and stuff like that, and that's why I went with them. Which is awesome. Are, do they have a um... – it's so nuts that, like, even just a couple of years ago, to have your movie in Redbox would be huge. But now a lot of it mm-hmm. is also with streaming online. Um, have you mm-hmm. guys made oh, any yeah. adjustments as far as how you tackle filming or, or planning projects now that online streaming is so huge? Mm. I have not thought about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one day at a time. You're like, Megan. One day <laughs> well I, it's it's kind of hard to compete, you know, as far as streaming yeah. goes, but I haven't really given it that much thought to be honest with you well, there, there are a, a bazillion movies out there on all types of of platforms, and uh yeah, yeah it, it 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 is crazy just how the landscape is i mean there's like a a million movies out there, and there's all sorts of platforms to watch movies on so yeah i I think yeah, it's it's great to have a, a whole lot of uh, potential for ex- exposure, but I don't know. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's, there's a whole lot of competition out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at the same time, it's like I feel Amazon Prime is incredible for indie horror films, and um, Jonathan and I have talked about this before because we finally have a platform, and if it can be a free view, people are more likely to take a chance on your little indie horror film. But like you said, at the same time, there are thousands now that people are competing with. So it's just, you know, I don't know. It's a it's a double edged sword. Like it's it's great, but it's also kind of like, oh god, I have to make the best content. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. It's it's definitely changed the the game. I would I would say. Well, yeah, and I agree. But uh, you know, I remember when streaming started. You know, and uh, Netflix had a ton of indie films. Right. Um, I remember watching like there's uh, I don't I don't know if you both know the company Tempe Entertainment, but they used to have um, oh, yeah. a ton of movies on Netflix, and um, so I'd watch those, and then all of a sudden it became like their original stuff and a lot less like no indie films like everything's got to be a Hollywood film for Netflix and everything, and then well, Amazon kind of took over the, all the indie stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazon is pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> they definitely are. But yeah, uh, so yeah, Megan and I talk about it all the time because we're just we're always we get all these guests on the show that have stuff on Amazon that everybody can see. And I know Wild Eye puts a lot of their movies on, you know, on Amazon and everything. Mm-hmm. In fact, I, I just watched a ton of them. So um, you know, I love that. You know, because I can watch it on my phone. Like, I have Amazon Prime on my phone. So whenever I'm on break uh, and I don't want to talk to anybody, I just put on my headphones and listen to <laughs> watch a movie. That's smart. <laughs> right? Um, so let's uh, let's talk about, um, I guess, like, what do you guys see yourselves doing, like, in the next 10 years, say that? Like, I guess that's a broad thing but like I mean do you guys have hopes to kind of go bigger than what you're doing now like budgets wise or you guys think about staying in the same kind of stuff for a while or or, you know or what Um, uh, I guess uh, Jake first Um, I mean I I don't think anyone really really has control over that 
but it would be nice to maybe have a little bit more money <laughs> and, you know, more people, you know what I mean? Cause there's like, there's yeah. never enough money. There's never enough okay. extra hands. There's never enough time. So I right. would just like to perfect the craft of doing it, you know, versus having a huge budget. I just like to be, you know, as good as I possibly could. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, what about you, Jason? Yeah, uh, I don't know. You, like, in the next 10 years, I'm not sure what exactly I'll have done or, or how much I'll, I'll have been able to get done, I guess I should say. Uh, but I, I hope for the best. I, I hope that I've done a lot of cool stuff. And uh, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not trying to, like, be famous or have a bazillion followers on Instagram or any of that crap, but I, I would like to just have more money to do movies with. Or if, if I can steadily make movies, I'll, I'll be happy. They, they don't even have to be great, just as long as I'm doing it and I'm having fun pretty much. Yeah, amen. I always say I just want to be financially stable from acting, right? Like I don't care who I'm entertaining. As long as I get to act and I'm financially stable, I don't need to be like Brad Pitt famous, you know? <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. I mean, that, that that's the thing. You know, that, you know, just at least making a living doing what you love is the, you know, that's what I want to get to is the point where I'm just sitting at my home writing at an office or something and coming up with the next idea or something, you know, like that, that's as simple as I'd like it. You know, I don't need, you know, to be super famous now that, that, that would be okay too. I wouldn't lie, but you know, (laughs) if it doesn't happen, I wouldn't be complaining. Yeah. <laughs> um, let me ask Jake, Jason, just because of the time of year, and I've been, like, obsessively watching more horror films than I even normally do during this year because it's Halloween time. Do you guys have any plans for Halloween? Um, what are your guys' traditions? Do you actually like this time of year because you're into horror, or do you not like it because it's, like, overdone? Like, talk about Halloween. <laughs> oh, jeez. I love Halloween. I love fall. I mean, if you look around, there's more things to do around this time of year than any other time of year, I believe. Um, As far as, like, traditions or what I'm going to do on Halloween, I'm pretty sure I'm just going to sit at home, watch movies, and hand out candy. Yeah. That sounds about right to me. That sounds pretty satisfying for Halloween. I I would absolutely be okay with that. Uh. I don't know what exactly I'm doing uh, as of now, but uh, ha- Halloween, I always do something fun. It's always a big time night. Uh, I like to try to watch a lot of cool movies, usually the Halloween movies. Uh, yeah, uh, this year, though, I don't really know, but it better be fun. It better be spooky. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm just wanting to, to have fun and, and be in the Halloween spirit. Is is there a movie that so you mentioned the Halloween movies, Jason? Jake, is there a movie that you try and watch every Halloween or at least every Halloween season? Uh, well, everybody hates it besides me, but Rob Zombie's Halloween Part Two is one of my favorite <laughs> movies, so I always try and watch that around Haters this time. Get the, you know, you do you, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I love it. But yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> how about you how about you jason like um 
you said uh, what you said. You know, you had you had some stuff about the Halloween movies as well. Um, what what about you? Like, uh, what's your favorite Halloween movie? Uh, my my favorite movie to watch around Halloween time. I like watching a uh, Halloween three season of the witch is great. Uh, I don't know. There, there's a lot of movies that I always have to fit into my regular like uh, Halloween rotation. Uh, and uh, season of the witch is a movie. I, I know it gets a lot of hate, but I enjoy it a lot. Um, and it's got the best Halloween looking vibes. I mean, just to have it on with like the, the volume turned down, or, or just using it as background noise while, while you're doing something that really gets you in the Halloween spirit. I feel like I've always enjoyed that movie. And I, I think it's very underrated. Uh, and and I, I know a lot of people do as well. That's awesome. My, yeah, that's my fiance and my, um, so my fiance and my roommate, they're both terrified of horror movies and scary movies, which sucks because I love them obviously a lot. And it's, it is fun to watch them with other people occasionally, right, instead of feeling like a loser in my room alone watching a horror movie. Anyways, um, this is the only time of year where I can actually convince them to suck it up and watch horror movies with me just because of the season. So I especially love October because of that. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, October I is fun, no doubt. I, I, yeah, I don't know if you guys have people in your lives who also just don't get it and don't enjoy horror, but uh, oh, those yeah. people are crazy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, my my parents uh, are not horror fans, and uh, but I did get my dad to watch a couple horror films with me uh, before, like in our our thing. Uh, one of them is uh, one of them is Scream, of course, because that's not very scary. Um, you know, uh, Friday the Thirteenth, the original Friday the Thirteenth, and uh, The Shining, which I was very surprised. Uh, but he wanted to see it because it's kind of a classic horror film. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, but he's, you know, he's always kind of spooked out by the, um, by the music, you know, in the beginning of the movie. So it, it turned him off originally. So, uh, he got past that and watched the whole thing. And I mean, to be honest, the shiny isn't that scary, you know, to, and I, I, I don't know if that's blasphemy to say or not, but I just, I don't find it like terrifying. I literally what? just finished watching it again today, Jonathan, for like the 300th time. And it is so terrifying. And it is because of the music and those dang violins for the whole thing are like so terrifying and make you on edge. <laughs> and I think that you're nuts if you think watching blood flow out of an elevator isn't scary. <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's just me. I don't know. Cause, I mean, it's, it's uh, creepy. It's not really scary. It's creepy, which is good. Yeah, I know. Yeah, totally. No, I totally get creepy. I just, I don't know. I, I just never found it to be like, uh, I, I don't know. I'm I'm weird. When I was a kid, I was terrified of Friday 13th because I lived like in the, like close to the woods. You know, it was my backyard was woods. Mm-hmm. So I literally thought like Jason could be in my backyard, you know, or whatever. But The Shining, I was like, oh, I don't go to those kind of hotels. Those don't scare me. You yeah. know, Jaws scared me for a while because... You know, I didn't want to go in the ocean, you know. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, so anyway, um, I guess we, we got we got about uh, 15 minutes left. So we just kind of, right now, we just kind of want to, uh, yeah, I guess you guys said what you guys have worked on. But how, how can people, like, reach you guys? 
um, like social media wise, um, Jake, um, probably just through Facebook. Uh, I have my personal page and then I set up one of those, you know, pages that you can get on and like, so I'm not sure which one, but I mean, I'd probably respond to either. <laughs> do you, do you do the Instagram thing or are you mainly just on Facebook? I'm almost 30 years old. I definitely don't do the Instagram thing. Like, I have one, but I don't really get on it. You're almost 30, meaning I'm still in my 20s, and I don't do the Instagram. <laughs> You're still young, dude. <laughs> well, I but feel okay. old when I get on it, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know. <laughs> um, how about you, Jason? Where can people, like, keep up with your adventures and contact you if they want to? Yeah, honestly, the only way – uh, to really get in touch is uh, if we're friends on Facebook to shoot me a message. I, I kind of did Instagram and I was into it for a while, but I don't really use it that much anymore. So the best way to get in touch with me would definitely just be Facebook. Uh, and, you know, as long as there's uh, some mutual friends and you seem like a half decent person, <laughs> then I, I won't <laughs> mind ad- adding you. And uh, yeah, if, if somebody wanted to, to send me a message through there, that, that'd really be the only way to get in touch with me, I guess. Okay. Well, so I want to ask That's you fun. guys both before you go, um, Jason, we can start with you, but you guys are actually, you know, you're doing it. There are so many people who just wish that they could make even a short film and can't do it. And you guys are making features and, and you're, you're doing it. So I kind of want for all of our amazing Frights of the Roundtable 2.0 podcast listeners um, for you to give them what's, what's a piece of advice that you could do as a filmmaker, a writer, a director, whatever, to another person who's aspiring to be where you are at? Jason, you going to go? Or you want me to go? Yeah, yeah, uh, I'll, I'll speak. Uh, yeah, so the biggest, uh, the biggest piece of advice that I could honestly just give to somebody and them, uh, the, the, the best thing for somebody that's just trying to do it uh, I'd say just get out there and, and do it. Uh, just grab a camera, start doing it. I don't even care if it sucks. It can be the stupidest thing ever. But just do something and uh, then, you know, start working on it. Uh, and then maybe eventually try to invest in equipment and just, uh, you know, try, try to get better and better as, as you go along. That, that's really the best advice. Uh, and then in, in terms of, like, being creative and actually coming up with a story, you gotta just do make make a movie that that you would want to see. Uh, just mm-hmm. make it your own t- type of thing, like what whatever you think would be cool. Make it, uh, and you know I I think eventually if if you keep doing that and you keep getting better and better, people will start to catch on and your work will start to be recognized. Like uh, and and you'll you'll uh, you know probably have the opportunity to start making more movies and making better movies, and it, it's just. That that's how that's how it goes. I I would say the best thing is just to get out there and just go do it. I love that, and I love make a movie that you would want to see. I think that's that's awesome advice. Um, Jake, how about you? I mean, I feel the exact same way. Uh, I agree with everything he just said. I think you know it's 2018, and if you have an iPhone, you know there are professional movies like that. I think it's called Unsane that came out that was mm-hmm. shot on an iPhone. So anybody can do it. Um, I think the thing that held me back the most 
for a long time was trying to perfect everything. And what I realized is that you have to learn and you have to grow. So my biggest, uh, the biggest thing I can say as far as advice is like, don't let that hold you back. It's all right to make mistakes, but you just got to learn from them, you know? Totally. 100%. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I I liked what both of you guys said. In fact, uh, Jason, what you said reminded me of like what Robert Rodriguez says, which is like, you know, go out, make a movie, you know, uh, do whatever you can. But he also suggested that you make a hundred short films, you know, Um, I haven't made that many and I don't plan to, but the, his point was like, you're, you've got a hundred bad films in you get them out as quickly as possible, you know, or whatever, so that you can make your good movie, you know, or whatever, you know? And so that, what you said kind of reminded me of that. And, um, and I agree, just go out and make stuff, even if it's bad at first, because you'll learn, you know, so I love that. Well, um, Thank you guys so much for for coming on tonight. That was awesome. We really, Thank really, really appreciate you. Yeah. Um. Uh, I guess I, I guess that's about that's about it for for you guys. So, um, uh, if you guys have anything that you guys want to say before we head out, um, or before you guys head out, mm-hmm. I just want to say uh, thank you awesome. for having us on, and thanks um, for whoever's listening. Oh my gosh, that was so sweet. <laughs> well, you're very welcome. Yeah. Hopefully everyone who's listening can check out your guys' work, work past and, you know, future. Um, we're really excited to see this stuff too. So thank you guys. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thank you guys. I, I, I definitely want to say thank you guys for the opportunity. Uh being on here here tonight, uh, I, I certainly enjoyed it. And be on the lookout for our projects. Thank you to everybody that uh, has tuned in, and thank you guys for having us on here. And thank you, Jake, for being on here with me. <laughs> oh my gosh, you guys are the sweetest guys alive. <laughs> awesome. Um, well, thank you everyone for listening to. Price of the Roundtable 2.0. Again, I am Megan Smith. You can catch me at. Meg D. Smith on Instagram. That's M-E-G-D-E-E Smith. Um, my YouTube channel is called We Find It Funny. You can find me on Facebook and Twitter. Um, Jonathan, you want to shout out where people can find you? Well, all right. Uh, well, I guess, yeah, that's Bricks Around Table, all that stuff, fun stuff. We can also find me at, uh, well, on Twitter at Jonathan Moody. Um, also, I have uh, the sick, uh, sick Flick Production stuff, so uh, you can look up sixflickproductions.com. You'll find all the links to all that stuff there. Um, uh, we have I have tons of information. I don't want to just keep saying everything because there's way too much. Um, you can also find me on Facebook and Instagram, where I mainly do. I guess I've mainly been doing stuff about my animals lately. Uh, I need to start getting back into talking about my film stuff. But <laughs> you know, uh, you know, work's been kind of killing me. Um, you know, uh, but anyway, yeah, we got, we got some cool stuff coming up. Um, I just want to mention right before we, uh, head out that, um, uh, it was a Thursday night we I released, uh, or Thursday morning, I released the, uh, the 12th season of, uh, the independent corner. Uh, I've been doing podcasts for 12 years. 
So this was the 12th season. It was it's the second season on Podbean. So check that out. Um, then uh, so look up indie film or independent corner dot podbean dot com uh, to check that out. Also uh, yesterday uh, on a new time, it's going to be Friday uh, at 6 a.m. We're going to be releasing indie uh, every other Friday. We're going to be releasing uh, indie film cafe stuff. So we got that going on. Uh, we just did Rat Pink a Boo Boo, which is a really goofy movie. Um, if you want to talk about really goofy movies, uh, listen to that one. And then uh, tomorrow I'll be on the Hollywood Boulevard podcast, which I used to co-host or yeah, co-host. And now I, I've given that up to Alfred, but I decided to come back and uh, uh, for an episode and talk about, um, this, we're talking about Friday the 13th tomorrow, uh, the series, the movie uh, series. And then um, we're all, uh, was it Sunday, uh, the 10th, I'll be on Film Freaks, which I co-host with Paul Presenza, and we'll be talking about Halloween, uh, the uh, uh, you know 1978 classic Halloween. So uh, that's it. That's a lot of podcasts and stuff. But I want to let everybody know, um, and you can find out more information about those podcasts at uh, sixflixproductions.com. And find out more about this one here, too. Yeah, you know, I I, definitely have to say (laughs) congratulations, Jonathan. 12 years podcasting is insane and amazing, (laughs) and you rock, dude. That's awesome. (laughs) Uh, Yes, congratulations. uh, It it, it feels like it was yesterday, you know, that everything all started. Uh, But that that was MySpace days, too, so that was a long time ago. My God. Uh, yeah, literally the beginning of my MySpace days. Um, but yeah, so I, I enjoy it. So um, it used to be on Blog Talk Radio, and then uh, they started charging and stuff. So uh, for ten years, uh, and then I stopped doing it. Now I'm uh, now it's on Podbean for um, I guess uh, until whenever I'm done with it, you know. Um, but, uh, yeah, so we've got one more episode of the independent corner coming up, uh, on Halloween, I think I'm releasing another episode and I'm going to be announcing, uh, some of the episodes that we're going to be doing for scary story slumber party, the series, which I'll be doing this, uh, uh, you know, working on next year. Um, so we'll be announcing some of the stuff on that. So I'm really excited. Uh, A lot of crazy stuff happening. Um, Nice. And thank you guys once again, and thanks everybody that's listening. Um, if you are new, uh, please like subscribe or check it out on. Um, I think it's going to be on iTunes uh, soon. Um, it, it didn't go up originally, so I've got to get it back up. So um, and all that fun stuff. So um, and before before we head out, I want to just say because. You know, I know everybody's going to be looking for fun stuff to watch, but I did, and we'll have to talk about this off the air, Jonathan, if you've seen it too, but I finally finished um, Haunting at Hill House, the series on Netflix. Oh, man. I highly, highly, highly recommend it for people who want to see what really good long-form storytelling is in the horror world. Um, So I definitely recommend that. That's like my Megan's Weekly Recommendation. (laughs) (laughs) Have, Have any of you boys seen it? 
No, but it looks really, really good from what I did see. Yeah, it, it, it's I, awesome. I started, I started watching that, and uh, I started to watch it, and I got caught up doing something else, and I've been completely forgetting about it, and I tell myself all the time I'm going to actually sit down and watch it. And uh, maybe I'm finally going to actually do that now because I've been meaning to watch it. I've heard a lot of good stuff about it. It was it was really inspiring, like I said, to be able to watch them do a horror story extended over like 10 episodes, almost 10 hours worth. It's really admirable that they can make that still interesting, you know? <laughs> well, we'll definitely Absolutely. have to talk about it more later, but unfortunately it's going to cut us off in about uh, a minute, less than a minute, so... Thank you guys all again, and we love you guys. This is awesome. I uh, really appreciate it. So, hope you guys have a great night. Thank, Thank you. You guys are great guys too. Enjoy Thank the rest you. of your night, guys. Not enough. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. <laughs> Bye. All right. Bye.